listening to the Indie Echo Podcast, a showcase of independent music and the artists that make it. I'm Jordan, producer at High Five Music. Carter is an Australian singer-songwriter who combines classic 80s synthesizers with modern beats that can be heard on his new EP, Liar. really excited to talk to you because you have a very unique and cool sound are you following like um people would say what the weekend's been doing but it's a lot more than that i think where it's like this combination of 80s synths with like modern beat production and i, I really like that combo so how did you come to find that sound definitely the weekend 100 that's um probably my most listened to artist um, I've been listening to him for a long, long time. Like my brother, he was listening to him since like the mixtapes. I was really young, obviously, when that came out, but I, like I'd really gravitated towards it. I was already a fan of Michael Jackson before then, so obviously, was, I kind of uh, gravitated towards it. Because with the After Hours, when he really delved into the 80s sound, I realised I couldn't just replicate that. Otherwise, it's not authentic. So I went back, you know, um, I researched. Usually, like every week, I'll go through like um, 80s playlists, and I'll, I'll just listen to Deepish Mode, um, Tears for Fears, lots of that stuff. Originally, I'm from uh, Melbourne, Melbourne, Australia. That is, if you can't tell, I grew up listening to a lot of Michael Jackson. Like my brother played a lot of uh, Drake, The Weeknd, Frank Ocean. I feel like when you're a kid you mainly like gravitate towards what's playing on the radio but like i feel like because of like my older brother like i kind of gravitated towards more stuff that wasn't as like obviously it's still popular those old popular artists but stuff that's not blasting on the radio 24 7. especially in previous decades that was certainly the case you just kind of listen to whatever mom and dad put on the radio but now it's gonna be interesting the like your generation and beyond what's gonna happen with them because it's very you know Spotify and instead of things being fed to you you're going out and finding artists yourself and all those influences it's not gonna be one main influence it's gonna be all these different ones so it's gonna be really interesting to see how things progress in the future so when did music production and songwriting come into it I think that would have been when I was 14 I was not great at all I'm not naturally gifted didn't know any instruments at the time. I wasn't a singer. Um, I started off originally just doing production. I was like, I never ever want to sing. I started like a um, like a type beat um, production channel on YouTube where I just upload type beats, and I think I made like five sales ever. It just wasn't doing it for me. I just I wanted to do something more. 2018. That's when I first got a microphone and I started recording music. And so, was your first single a thousand times, or was there something before that? I had a whole other artist page. Uh, I dropped like two albums and like three EPs. A lot of it was very like, um, I hadn't quite honed in on what I wanted to do yet. So it was all over the place. A lot of the songs, I put out just about everything I created. Gonna cut it as a um, up and coming artist. Because it's hard to get people to listen to one song. So what makes you think they're going to go and listen to a whole album of you if they've never, never heard of you? Yeah, I hate me where you left. I can't lie, hurt. 
exciting, I know, when you, you're really proud of a project or something. You just want to get it out there. Yeah. But sometimes it's better to you know take that step back and wait until things are ready. Yeah. So the Carter as we know him is more of a reboot of sorts and like yeah. Because when you start with a, a thousand times, your sound is there. You have that '80s thing going. Yeah. So it wasn't always '80s like that. There was glimpses of that, but there was more other stuff as well, more hip hop, R&B inspired. And so, what made you realize that you were ready for the proper? Carter singles to come out. I just thought that it sounded way, way, way better than anything I'd done before. I, t- I had a huge like hiatus. I deleted all my stuff. The quality was there, and the sound was unique. And this is my first full um, pr- like project that I've released on the, since the reboot, I guess. Sound-wise, you do play with the extremes. So some of them are like pure eighty sounding, like even the the beats and stuff. Some are a mix of the modern and the old. And then some like Missing are more in that modern category where it's less 80s synths and things like that. that now was the time for an EP. Was this a planned EP or did you have these singles laying around? You're like, let's just put them all together. November last year, the first song that made it onto the EP was uh, Keep It A Secret. It was originally slightly different. The only thing that like stayed was the chorus and the, the first verse. It was originally going to be like a fictional story. I was going to write about something fictional. But uh, I had like a bad experience, let's just say, and uh, more towards like towards this year, that's when I made most of the tracks and it's based about that experience. And I, I keep it a secret just happened to um, really fit the theme. I just is a really cool thing where it's kind of two songs in one so was that planned from the start yeah it was spontaneous really every song on that ep i wanted like a moment whether it's in the production the vocals or that you really really remember that's like different than the rest of the track it's um you gotta have them moments in my opinion And I think it might be something you want to experiment with more in the future because the switch ups, it, they don't happen too often. But when they do, you're like, it's really interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm a huge fan of Switch Up. Oh, that's probably my favorite song of the EP. But you start the EP with Wash Me Out. Very 80s inspired, uh, just kind of mid tempo pop song. So, where did that come from? It started off as like, um, I made the drum beat first, right? and laid down the synths. For a long, long, long time, I just had the, the chorus. Hey, you are I didn't have anything else. And I did two verses, then sat on it for a few months, and then 
I showed like an early version to one of my friends. They were like, wow, like I really, I really like that. I'm like, yeah, I should probably finish this. I, I actually tend to keep a lot of the stuff to myself until it's like out, besides like really close friends. But I was like, you know what? I'm gonna, I'm gonna just share this with people, see what they think. And it was all early demo versions of each of the songs. And they were like, seeing people's reactions was like really like, validating. Cause I usually, I'm just like in my own head about it. But seeing it, seeing people's re reactions and stuff, it's just so cool. The chorus is very simple, but catchy, which is perfect. And I, I don't know if you performed live yet, but if you do perform live, that's gonna be the one people start singing out at you, you know? Yeah, yeah. Have you played live before? It's something I definitely plan on. Um, I'm currently doing like a, an audio engineering course. I've done like a couple performances here and there of like covers and stuff, like just for the, just for the class, just for demonstrations purposes. Like, yeah, like I'm, I'm definitely confident to do performances. So then you lead into Hypnotized. It's a little darker in tone, but it still has that, that 80s vibe going. I found like a lot of um, a lot of tracks that I really liked using like the, the 808 um, drum machine. Like I think 90% of the drum sounds on that is just from the, the 808. And because obviously back then, like most people, they'd be lucky to have one drum machine. So it's like, you don't want to mix it up. That's what made it more authentic to me. I feel like in a lot of modern, um, sort of synthwave, um, 80s revival stuff. The delay on the vocals and it's really like um, otherworldly almost. So I, I wanted to capture that in the vocals. I mainly just produce first and I don't always make a song over the stuff that I produce. But I got to the, the, the sort of um, the bridge section where like the rumbling bass comes in and goes drum, 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 and I was like, wow. I've got to turn this into a full song because that's, I really like that. That was the hardest song to um, finish, to be honest. I, I did a million vocal takes. I just, I couldn't get things right for some reason, but I'm glad I finished it. Your closing track, End Credits, is probably my favorite track on the EP. It, it starts out and you're instantly in like a, an 80s movie or something. Yeah. yeah. And I think I, that was probably the point, right? Yeah. That's the last song that I made off the EP. I had a version of it. I had like a verse and the chorus that stayed in the final song. But it was completely different production. But I couldn't get the I couldn't get the vocals right. So I was like, you know what? Nah, I, I can't do this. I can't, I'm gonna make another song. I open up uh, my my DAW. I open up the plugin and I just play something. I open up this random preset. And I just play something on the keyboard, and it was that. And I was like, oh my god. Oh my god. This is it. Yeah. I'm very inspired by movie soundtracks and TV show soundtracks. That's uh, huge inspirations. 
and I wanted something that sounded final, that sounded really final, like you're just driving off into the sunset and you get closure, more or less. I can control the world, but I want to feel love again. Mission accomplished for sure. And you also have that. Um, so you can tell me what it is. It's that deeper bell sound that was in uh, the beginning of Beat It. Yeah, yeah. And I do appreciate when uh, the ending to a body of work, like an EP or album, like it sounds like the end. I really wanted to end things off lyrically because a lot of the themes on that on the EP they're very specific and kind of repetitive almost. But I feel like that's kind of the nature of what I was going through. Like I was going back and forth and back and forth with this person and I finally just had enough. And that's that was the end credits, really. What would you say was the hardest part of the process? The hardest part is getting people to listen. You just gotta catch them ears. That's the hardest part for sure. You can't force it, you can't because if it's forced people are not gonna like that. You really just gotta just hope. <laughs> Although it's not really, I wouldn't say it's forced, but if you get your music in a, you know, a TV show or something like that, where it's fed to people in that way. I feel like that's a very natural way of finding music. Like I found a lot of good artists from hearing them in like a soundtrack for a show. I actually have the Drive sound, you know, the movie Drive? Yeah. yeah. I have the Drive soundtrack on vinyl, the 10 year anniversary edition. I found Kavinsky from that college. Man, that, that's such a good soundtrack. Good movie too. You're pretty comfortable in this is 80s retro space, but is there any different genres or anything you want to explore more in the future? I definitely want to keep that, but I also like the 80s sound. I also want to delve into more ambient sounds, sort of. I really want to expand my um, lyrical content as well. I feel like I have a lot to say for my next project that I work on. I want to delve into like topics such as like, cause we've just gone through a crazy past two years with like the pandemic. And I feel like, I feel like commenting on it during the pandemic when it was going on, it's kind of like corny. It's you're still in the moment, but now I want to sort of reflect on it and how it's like affected myself and other people and like the feelings of like loneliness and crazy when you think about like what we were doing like this time two years ago it's a very uh, time sensitive thing like like you're saying you don't want to do it right in the middle of it and right after it people don't want to be taken back at that time necessarily so it needs to be a healthy distance apart yeah because i I feel like we have not felt the full effects of what that's done to people i can definitely say for me for sure it like took toll on my on my mental health it severely affected me is there an underlying like message or theme to your music that you would want people to take away in wire for sure if someone's lying to you whether that's your friend someone you're in a relationship with they 
just keep on doing it. It's like you really, you really gotta just cut cut that out. It's so hard once that trust has been broken because you're gonna second guess everything. Links to Carter's music and everything else can be found in the show notes. Indie Echo is a product of High Five Music, a digital production studio that brings your bedroom demos to life. If you want your music produced, mixed, or remixed, visit the link on my Instagram at High Five Music, and you can follow the show at Indie Echo Podcast. Thank you for listening. <laughs>